0: Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Man, are we living in some interesting times. Um, Apple opened a new savings account that's paying 4.15%. And this is administered by Goldman Sachs. And they drew nearly $1 billion of money into savings. This is insane because, you know, when you look at the amount of money that Starbucks has on its balance sheet um, because of their cash programs where you can load your wallet, man, just an interesting day and time. But again, at the end of the day, when we look at all of this, and I'm going to get into this, um, you know, the shiny objects aren't filling the void for investors, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast. One of the reasons, Um, you know, here on the investing for freedom podcast, obviously, we're interested in um, investing and finding financial freedom. But also, it's not just that for me, it's, you know, doing all of that to lead a bigger life. Many people think that Um, investing and financial freedom is at odds with, you know, the freedom lifestyle, actually, which sounds crazy. But if you really think about it, I think most people truly believe that if you want financial freedom, you're going to have to give up other things in life. And I just don't think that's the case. But anyway, shiny objects are definitely not filling the void. Um, We'll talk about this in the episode. But, um, you know, so many things that we've went through, the NFTs and Bitcoin and FTX and, you know, just all the um, get rich quick, Schemes and people are, you know, some people are getting rich, but you know, I think it needs to be a certain small percentage of your portfolio that you can part with. And, you know, when we look at tried and true, which is some of the things we're going to discuss in this um, episode, really still real estate long term is just one of my favorite hedges against inflation, cash flow play. It's one of the best assets that you can possibly have, you know, backing your portfolio. So, yeah, but interesting, Apple Savings Account, 4.15%, and they drop $1 billion to their balance sheet. It's just insane to me. But it just shows you that people are looking for yield, and it's really challenging to find yield right now. So, Also, if you're interested, we have an income fund that is paying 12% for a one-year investment right now. It's um, backed by guarantees from mobile home park communities, also backed by brand-new manufactured homes themselves, um, the Certificate of Origin. So these are one-year um, certificates basically there to help us do infill projects on our mobile home park fund. So if you're interested in that, text the word passive to 480-531-7519, or you can head on over to wavemarkcapital.com and jump on a webinar or, um, just reach out and we'll get on a call together. So anyway, let's get into the episode. Um, shiny objects are definitely not filling the void what are you investing in in 2023? Shoot me a DM on Instagram or wherever you follow me and let me know what you're investing in. Let's get into the show. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. So the old strategies will not work in 2023. When you look at the classic investment strategies, you know, a 60-40 type split. When you look at 2022 that 60/40 strategy resulted in a return of negative 17% for the year and that's a direct number from JP Morgan Asset Management. So we really have to rethink our portfolio allocations and what we're doing and how we're investing in this stuff or just investing in general. Shiny objects, we talked a little bit about this but um you know we've seen a lot with the the NFTs and the crypto craze and uh Planet Ape and all these NFT stuff. Like people are chasing I saw a thing on this, like Taylor Swift is the only one of the celebrities that her team actually did the due diligence. And she declined a hundred million dollar, like promotional thing with FTX, the FTX. Like when you look at a lot of this stuff, I mean, so many people lost so much money in that. And I think at the end of the day, like, especially in times like this, we have to come back to just asset-based investing, investments that are backed by assets with some sort of business model that makes sense to us. And While, you know, we love Airbnb in general, anytime you have the amount of people come into the space that we've seen and, you know, that we saw in 2020, 2021, you're going to be down for some challenges. But I don't think, I mean, if you go back a year and a half, two years, I was even saying in a video when we were having challenges with. Um, inventory and house prices were so much. I was fully convinced at that point in time that the amount of inventory that was getting taken out of the single-family long-term rental market and moving into Airbnb was contributing to the problem. Well, now you look and there's, you know, an oversupply of um, Airbnb in certain uh, price points in certain markets. You're not seeing that in the luxury market. Kara um, and I are planning a couple trips right now and and the supply is is not real strong for the type of market that we're going into and i also think that you know as some of these people that rushed in and thought that the short term rental market in those 500, $700 million houses. I think a lot of those people are gonna be putting those houses back to um, normal rentals. You know, They came in, they bought these houses, planning on being able to make three, 4,000 a month, where a normal rental might make you know 1,800 or $2,000 on that same house. There's gonna be some people that are in challenges in that particular market, but that's not what we're looking at in the short-term rental market. We are specifically focused on luxury market, on-suite bathrooms, bigger groups, again, weddings, uh, masterminds, groups that are coming in for corporate trainings. I know, I know a person that actually has a house in the Paradise Valley market that like 70% of her rentals over the last 10 years have been corporate trainings with companies like um GE, uh Bloomberg, some of these larger companies where their corporate teams come in for four or five days and and do this kind of stuff. So this is what we're really talking about. And again, I think traditional, you know, business models where they're backed by real assets is what we're really talking about. Um, not necessarily the mutant ape. NFT. What we need to do is model smart investors. So what are the smart investors doing? Right now we're looking at, and and we always want to look at this, but the ultra high net worth investors just follow the money. Where are the rich investing? And when we look at this in 2023, 46.7% of high net worth individuals plan on investing in property to diversify their portfolio. And 46.1% are doing so for the long-term investment this particular survey found, and this is in Mansion Global. Over 75% of the ultra high net worth individuals believe that real estate will do well over the next two to three years, and a similar percentage, 74%, consider real estate as an important asset To hedge against inflation and this is out of the uh, economic times um so why real estate in uncertain times and again why do the ultra wealthy gravitate towards real estate number one capital preservation i think times like this i think we should always be thinking about this but times like this i think thinking about capital preservation is extremely important inflation insulated cash flow and again i think real estate is probably one of the best places for this in the long run. What's going to happen to a particular real estate asset in a certain market over the next 12 to 18, 24 months? Nobody knows exactly, but I don't think we're going to see a major downturn in the value of real estate prices, generally speaking. Maybe there might be some pockets that are challenged. But I think, again, if you look at three years, five years, 10 years, real estate is always a great um, inflation hedge. But real estate is one of the Best ways to get into passive opportunities with other operators, other partnership groups, shielded from market volatility. One of the things about real estate, even though you know you look back to a 2008, yeah, we had some you know major price correction and some issues, but we don't see the you know the daily ups and downs, the the spins over month, and and news in general can still affect real estate prices, but not as quickly as we see like in the markets where again you know, the Wall Street cartel is able to move these things. And then you get one piece of bad news on a certain business or a certain, you know, tech industry. And and then all of a sudden, everybody's running for the the mountains because they're scared of everything. Real estate's not really that way unless we have some kind of, you know, major 2008 situation. And again, I just don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we have enough inventory. I don't think we have enough bad loans. Um, I I don't think we're going to see the market volatility. So when you look at appreciation, again, is your house going to be worth more in 12 months from now than it is today? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm pretty sure if you go out three years to five years, 10 years, the appreciation's there for sure. And then tax benefits, you guys all know this, and this particular fund, this particular first property that we have in the fund is going to have some great tax benefits as well. So this is some of the reasons why, obviously the ultra wealthy gravitate towards real estate, but the reasons why we love it as well. Um, So model the ultra rich.